Blog Talk Radio. Tuning in to another edition of MTAS Radio, where our purpose is to encourage members of the African American community to think about our role and responsibility to ourselves, families, and communities. We believe that choices that are made are a direct result of information that we take in or lack thereof. That's why we want to continue empower you with information and conversation like the one you'll hear today that will make you think and ultimately lead to action where actions are desperately needed. I want to invite you to like us on Facebook, like us on Facebook, that is Mightier Than a Sword, that's the way you can find us on Facebook or you can go to the Facebook, go to Facebook.com and Google M-T-A-S for short. Again, Google M-T-A-S for short. You can also find us online by going to our website. That address is www.M-T-A-S.org. Again, that is www.M-T-A-S.org. That's how you can find us on the World Wide Web. That's how you can find us. Folks, don't hesitate to go to past radio shows. Go to past radio shows to catch up on whatever you miss. Catch up on whatever you miss. We actually want to use this platform to empower you with information, to empower you um, with knowledge. Knowledge is key. Education is key. And that's what we desire to do over here, empower you with information, information that you can use, information that will make a difference in your life and your respective families. And while you're out there on our website, again, that's www.m-tas.org, not hesitate to go to the resource tab. Do not hesitate to go to the resource tab. Folks, you'll get much-needed information about life insurance. You'll get much information needed information about life insurance. Remember, 30 million Americans, as I sit here today, 30 million Americans are living without the freedom, comfort, and security that life insurance provides. And if that is your situation, if you have not had the opportunity to review your insurance policy, do not hesitate to give my office a call direct that number is 773-881-9555. Remember, this hour is being brought to you each and every Sunday. This hour is being brought to you by yours truly, John Green, American Family Insurance. And again, for all of your insurance needs, questions, and concerns, do not hesitate to give me a call direct. Folks, always a pleasure to come to you each and every Sunday, 5.30 Central Standard Time, broadcasting live here from the city of Chicago. And again, folks, always a pleasure to come to you and to engage you. I learn a lot from you folks. 
that call in on a week-to-week basis, also those who do not call in but who's out there listening, who correspond with the MTAS community via Facebook, Twitter, and other social media forms. So I do appreciate you. Folks, if you did not listen to last week's show, if you did not listen to last week's show, I strongly encourage that encourage you to go back and listen to last week's broadcast. We had a great conversation about get rich or die trying. What could be more important than money? Do the rich have concerns? You know, oftentimes we talk about the uh, rich, or if we're not talking about the rich, most of us or many of us, we spend a significant amount of time actually observing the rich or the well-to-do. And um, upon f- further research and further discussion and, and dialogue that um, that we had last week, we figured out and we uh, we found out that the rich also have worries, concerns, and challenges that they're faced with on a day-to-day basis as well. So what have we learned? People are people. People have challenges, concerns, and things that they have to um, deal with and address. And just as a um, just as a quick refresher, uh, a few things that we found out about the rich last week. We found out a few things about the rich in terms of some of the things that they concern themselves with. Um, Interesting enough, folks, we found out that they too concern themselves with um, having enough money for retirement, having enough money for retirement. I want to quickly go through this list real quick here just to entice those out there that did not tune in last week just to go back and listen to their broadcast and listen to some of the callers that called in and some of the um, interesting thoughts that they shared and views that they um, espouse. Uh, we, so we, we found out that the rich have concerns with having enough money for retirement. They also concern themselves about health-related matters, being sued, identity theft, protecting their assets, business responsibilities, worries about kids, keeping up with the Joneses. I thought that was quite interesting. Um, You know, a lot of times you don't think about the well-to-do and the rich having the pressure of keeping status. But, hey, according to this report, they do. But um, to not put them in a category different from those of us who have not reached that that status, they also concern themselves about their children. You know, we all have concerns about our children, what uh, what their future is going to look like, um, how we shape and influence their future, and whether or not we're being um, the, the best parents we can be in terms of shaping their destiny and influencing them as best possible. I thought that was unique and interesting um, as well. But one of the things I, I thought that was also interesting about this particular report um, talked about identity theft. You know, identity death and protecting their assets. You know, folks, when I actually considered this, that that's certainly not something that the rich only concerns themselves with. Middle class folks um, have similar concerns when it comes down to identity theft, having their identity stolen and having their credit cards maxed out and things of that nature. Um, that's also a concern of um, those of you who are among the middle class. Also protecting one's assets. You often hear me talk about the 30 million Americans that's, um, that's without life insurance protection. What is that about? That's about protecting your assets. And I'm, I'm no stranger to who I'm talking to. I know most of the folks who tune into this broadcast on a week-to-week basis, at least the majority, are among the middle class. And when I talk about protecting one's assets, it's because I understand the importance of um, us taking the time and taking the opportunity to protect our income assets. Most of us, throughout our working years, will earn millions upon millions of dollars um, over a course of a lifetime. As a, When you consider a 30-year career or 40-year career and what your income is worth to your family and to have that income interrupted by death um, and a premature death. So when we talk about having the freedom, comfort, and security that life insurance provides, that's what we're talking about, protecting one's asset. What asset? Your income asset. You're certainly important to your family. So uh, why did I say that? I said that because just to let you see how when you view this list, 
of the concerns of the rich and you think about some of your concerns, if you consider yourself middle class, you have similar concerns. I mean, who wouldn't be concerned with being sued as well? Um, I'll certainly be shaking in my boots if I'm if I'm sued or have my identity stolen or if I'm caught without uh, my assets being protected. You know, when you think about assets, you can, again, folks, you can think about your income. You can think about your home. You can even think about your um, your cars. Your, your cars. What's 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 worth protecting? Um, what do you place a value on? That sort of thing. Worries about health. Who is excluded from that? Right. Um, some things money can't buy, and um, you know, better health. In some regards, that that's, that could be that's one of those things. I mean, certainly, if you have um, a certain amount of income, you can go to better doctors. You can actually um, actually seek out maybe more holistic approaches to your health and things of that nature. But uh, one thing money does not do: it does not give us additional time on the clock, right? Having enough money for retirement also a concern, folks. That was actually uh, the first thing that this gentleman mentioned. But, folks, we're going to move the conversation forward. We're going to move the conversation forward. I thought it necessary and important for us to go back uh, to frame today's conversation by looking at their list and reminding you of some of the things that we raised last week. Today, folks, we're talking about who are the middle class, who are the middle class, what concerns them, and how do they think. Let's try that one more time. Who are the middle class, what concerns them, and how do they think, right? What do the middle class value? Those of you out there who consider yourself to be middle class or maybe you do not think of yourself in such terms, but you hear that type of terminology tossed around when you maybe um, um, maybe when you tune into various political programs and things of that nature, um, what do you value? What do you value? What are some of the things that your friends value if you consider your um, your friends to be middle class or yourself, as I mentioned earlier? What's important to you and why is that important? So, folks, today, 718-508-9533, 718-508-9533. We're raising the question today here on MTAS Radio, what, who are the middle class, I'm sorry, pardon me, who are the middle class, what concerns them, and how do they think? I think it's important um, to consider how people think, how people think. When we went through the list of the rich, what concerns them, when you think about what concerns people, it somewhat gives you an indication um, as to how people think. And when you when you when you consider that, um, always never stop asking why. Why is it that why is it that they think that way? Why is it that they're concerned about protecting their assets? Why are they concerned about their children? I know that sounds like the, that sounds like a uh, question that should not be raised. But in what ways are they concerned about their children? Are they concerned about their children in the same manner or in the same way as those who consider themselves middle class? You know, when I read there, uh, when I read, uh, I shared with you guys last week as to how they think about the future of their children. They think about it from the standpoint of their children inheriting a significant amount of money and that killing their ambition, their ambition. What about you? Do you think of it from that same standpoint, or are you thinking of it from the standpoint, I need to make sure that I accumulate enough money so that my children can have um, the greatest shot or a fair shot of achieving all that's available to them here in um, this place we call America, this place we call the good old USA, right? How how is it that you think about it? I think I heard a caller, um, um, caller last week. He mentioned that um, not only do you you have to have a a strategy or plan as it relates to passing on wealth to your children, because sometimes not only could we spoil them by being too generous, sometimes we could ruin their opportunity by not being generous enough. 
interesting. I think that was um, Andrew who raised that point. I thought it was a very interesting point that he raised. So seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three, folks. Seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three. That is the number to call today to get your thoughts, views, and opinions heard. And folks, don't be afraid. You don't have to chime in if you um, if you're still a little nervous. We're going to try to. Um, ease you into it, ease you into it, and hopefully we begin to hear some new voices as time progresses. But um, I want to share with you a few few things before I go to the phone lines relative to today's um, question that is being raised. Who are the middle class? What concerns them? And how do they think? Um, and preparing for today's show, and here's what I'll share with you. Folks, I think this particular article was written back in 2012. I think some of the things that it mentions is um, interesting. It says here, nine ways to know if you're middle class. Nine ways to know if you are middle class. And I'm going to run through this briefly as quickly as possible so I can go to you because um, your thoughts matter. So I love hearing from you. It says here that do middle class households make $50,000 a year or as much as $250,000 a year? Do they shop at Walmart, Macy's, or Nordstrom's? Do they live mostly in cities or suburbs? Or maybe, as some have said, middle class is simply a state of mind. It's the average American. It's the average American. Not the ones at the ideological or economic fringes. The one who drives their kids to band practice who cooks at home, and who don't have much time for much else. So we've taken the liberty of combing through the average averages to find out what typifies middle class. Do you fit the bill is what they say here. Um, and just moving on here in this piece, and I'll post this to the MTAS page as well as my personal Facebook page. It says here that uh, one of the things that, that identifies one as being um, among the middle class is it says here you make between forty and a hundred thousand dollars a year. You make between forty and one hundred thousand dollars a year per this particular sur- survey that was done by the Pew Research Center. It says here that they came back with a typical middle class family needs. Um, says that a typical middle class family needs a medium household income of $85,000 a year in the east, $70,000 in the south, and 60000 in the Midwest, and 70000 in the west. They broke it down a step further, saying the medium for middle class homes is 55,000 in rural areas and 70,000 in urban areas and 75,000 in suburban areas. So there's a, some little there's a little some distinctions being made there, but it also says here but being in the middle class has incredibly broad appeal. About a third, get this folks, about a third of Americans with household incomes of less than $30,000 a year still describe themselves as middle class according to the Pew Research Center. Um, That's one point that's being made here in this piece. Also it says here, again it's nine points, it says you shop at Target. Get this, I I definitely wanted to share this with you folks. It says the average household income of a Target shopper is $61,000 a year according to the research firm. Um, Target appeals to a broad sector of the U.S. consumer and it tends to focus on the middle class lifestyle. It discounts household items to lure in shoppers, then also tries to sell them higher margin items like furniture and designer's clothes. Um, here's the piece I want to um I, I don't want to miss here. It says here's more um here's more about the typical target customer. She is female married and 25 to 45 years old. Let's try that one more time. She is female, married, and 25 to 44 years old. Interesting. Point that's being made here in this particular article says uh, most folks that's, that's 
considered middle class. They also save for college. They save for their children's education. Getting children to college is one of the top goals of middle class parents. Why? It's one of the best ways of ensuring that their children stay in the middle class. Get this, folks. A person with only a high school diploma Diploma will earn about $1.3 million over the course of a lifetime, researchers have found. But those with bachelor's degrees will make about $2.3 million, and those with doctorates will earn $3.3 million. Um, interesting enough, folks, interesting enough. The fourth point that is being made here, we're gonna, I'm not going to read all of this, folks. Again, I'll post it to my uh, Facebook page. also says here, uh, folks, that is deemed middle class. They go on vacation. That exposure means means a lot. They also own homes. You own a home. Next point is being made here, folks. You have a secure job. It says here the a secure job is the number one requirement for being in the middle class, according to the Pew, Pew Research Center survey this year. About 86% of adults say a secure job is the is a must to to count as middle class. A job was more important than owning a home, getting a college education, and investing money. That's interesting, folks. They said having a secure job is more important than owning a home, um, getting a college education, or investing money. And the last couple of points, folks, and I'm going to go to the phone lines here. Um, they have health insurance. They have health insurance also is what the report says. And lastly, folks, huh, interesting, I don't know if this is the last point. So they typically lean mostly to the Democratic Party and platform. Interesting. We don't want to get off into that. Maybe that's a conversation for another time. And and last, last point, they invest for retirement. There you have it, folks, some of the concerns and some of the um, things that this particular article says identifies one as middle class. In fact, it's entitled Nine Ways to Know If You Are Middle Class. How does that jive with you guys that are out there? Um, do you think of middle class from that same standpoint uh, or some of the same um, um, identifiers that's being raised by this particular writer? Folks, I'm going to go to the phone lines now, 718-508-9533. Again, that's 718-508-9533. That is the number to call to get questions. And get your questions, not to get your questions answered. I'm sorry, we're not here to answer any questions, but to get your thoughts and opinions heard. I apologize there. Uh, but if there's any experts out there that actually have some some answers or, or some identifiable um, answers that we can um, actually take to the bank, we welcome your call as well. Again, that's 718-508-9533. Folks, we are raising the question of, we are raising the question of who, is the middle class, who is the middle class, what concerns them, and how they think. Call our see you calling, calling us from a 312 area code. Stephanie, is that you? Hello. Can you Hello? hear me? Can you hear me? I, I, can, I can hear you now. I can hear you now. How are you? I'm well yourself. Doing wonderful. Doing wonderful. What are your thoughts about some of the, uh, what are your thoughts about the question that's being raised today about the middle class? Um, isn't that the middle class is something that we need to really focus on because it is the glue that kind of keeps the economy afloat. If the middle class ever, if we ever got to the point where there was no middle class, I think the economy would surely collapse and there there's no balance. So we have to definitely pay attention to the middle class and how things are actually being structured and exactly to what they pay attention to. That's why a lot of political campaigning, usually if they're smart, they will focus to the needs of the middle class. And like I say, it will pretty much trickle down to the lower class. I hate the word lower class because to me they're not low, but the class beneath it rather. But other than that, I think we need to truly pay attention to it and hopefully that we can actually get those to understanding the values of those of the middle class. Mm. No, interesting point. Now when you when you hear the, the term middle class, what, what, what typically come to mind 
of mind for you. Uh, you know, I just shared with you an article about nine ways in which one could um, um, make that determination as to whether or not you're among the middle class. Are those some of the things that come to mind for you as well? Um, yeah, I mean, those things that, because when you are able to not necessarily look at your life financially, you're able to focus on a lot more. When you're concerned with eating every day or making sure that you're not, making sure whatever bill is need to be paid right away, you're, you have the luxury of having to think about those outside. Um, when they were talking about um, unemployment, not necessarily unemployment, but health care during the last couple of um, announced um politics, our politicians talked about um, home um, health care. A lot of people who does not necessarily have the money to even figure out if they're going to get health care or have something to eat was not thinking about health care. Their moment and their thinking is, I'm thinking about what's going to happen now and what's going to happen tomorrow. They're not thinking about what's going to happen in the future because they have they don't have that luxury of thinking that because they're constantly trying to make sure they have enough just for that moment. When you happen to be at a point where you can afford certain things, those things are not always on your mind. You're not waking up in the middle of the night thinking, what, I'm going to eat tomorrow. If you do, you're thinking about what's in your refrigerator at that moment. That's because you already have it. So it's, it's, it's when, you have, when you have access to it, you have luxuries of thinking about things a, lot more, a little bit more leisurely than you would if you was not struggling or if you were struggling. No, uh, um, great point. Now, when I when I um, when I actually went through that list in terms of nine ways to identify whether or not you are among the middle class, did anything jump out to you in terms of um, just some of the things that um, they pointed out in terms of they go on vacation, uh, they value education, even even interesting enough when when they talked about Target, uh, Target stores, the middle class being there, um, that consumer group is who they tend to target, so to speak, right? Uh, did anything jump out to you in terms of what they deem important? Um, yes. I mean, the thing is, like I say, once again, it goes back to what I said a few seconds ago with luxury, where you have the luxury of getting better quality. Um, think about Walmart versus Target. You go into Walmart, you will find products probably three times as cheaper as it is in um, Target, but 9 to 10, if you go into Target, the products are either a little bit more sophisticated or the products are the ingredients. If you look at the back, it's not just cheap ingredients, but they happen to be part of a larger or more expensive type of brand. So you do have that. I can see that being where they are looking to for a different type of clientele, which will be that person who actually makes that type of money. As far as education, like I say, most people who are not necessarily rich or wealthy or even have money to even spare that way, you're not thinking about anything beyond and I'm going to say high school because high school is usually mandatory by the gov- not government, but it's actually mandatory by law that you have so many years of education, meaning that they have to require you be in school until what the age of 16, and they give you that much, and then they only give you so much information. But someone who does not have the who do not have to think about working right away or making money right away or taking care of things right away, have that luxury of actually looking at their future and actually acknowledging what they want to do, how they're going to do it, and actually have the time to accomplish that. If you are someone who's not thinking about who would have the luxury of thinking that, your idea is I need a job quickly, I need to get started on it now, I need to start making money right away because I don't have that luxury. So, of course, it's going to be important to us because we have the luxury, or not us, but in general, we have the they have the luxury of thinking. You mentioned something about a house. Um, yes, at one point in time, it was considered when you owned a home that you were a part of the middle class because you have a home of the equity value as well as the price of the home that allows you to have some type of asset. But these days, even owning a home will put you is not even a, a luxury of even saying you're part of the middle class anymore because at one point in time, you have people who cannot afford their homes. And they they were giving away homes literally, and I, uh, someone probably can come on and talk about as far as you have a lot of people, you hear it on the radio all the time, hey, no equity, no down payment, you only make $800 a week, you can buy a car or you can buy a home by the price that you, you pay for when you, um, when you for of an apartment. Yes, true, but you have a lot of people who make just enough, and yet they want the idea of owning a home. Sometimes that does not equally saying financially you equal up to being middle class. It is just 
someone who owns a home, but you got people who own homes who are living paycheck to paycheck. So it's a lot of things that when you have the mindset of a middle class person, you tend to think differently also. You tend to think on different things as far as financially and to think about your future. So let's be honest, a lot of middle class actually have um, life insurance. They tend to understand what's going on and also establishing with the with their lifestyle that they have um, accomplished and they have acquired, understanding their children and their family and things of that nature need to be provided for even in the time they're gone. When you're not necessarily in that class, you're not thinking about any, like I said, you're not thinking about anything that's going to take anything out of your pocket. So life insurance is not something you're going to even think about. And even if you do, you have to pay for it and you have to keep up the payments. And 9 out of 10, people are not able to keep up the payments. So it's things that we tend to, middle class tend to think more into the future. Those who are not tend to think about right now. Yeah, interesting that you um, interesting that you raised that particular point. Uh, you mentioned about the commercials. I don't know if you're going to hear much of the No Money Down commercials taking place in today's uh, today's environment. I think uh, um, the lenders and um, the sort have figured out that was probably a huge mistake in terms of uh, with the whole subprime piece. So uh, I don't know if we're going to hear any more of that. You know much of that taking place in um, the near future. Seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three, folks. Seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three. We're having a very important conversation about who are the middle class, what concerns them, and how do they think. Uh, Stephanie, you mentioned something else uh, relative to. Now you mentioned the you mentioned the home piece, um, and, and you're you're absolutely right that at one point that was uh, that was used as a as a barometer. But um, during the recent uh, fallout of, of real estate, you saw that you know homes were, were being given away, and uh, many would say to unqualified buyers, people who probably never should have uh, been purchasing homes to begin with. So that may or may not, in some people' estimation. Um, be a good measuring uh, measuring tool as to what it means to be middle class today. So I think you raised a, a very interesting point. Also, you said something that also brought to mind uh, when you talk about um, you know the middle class uh, making certain decisions and things of that nature. And I don't necessarily know if those things um, identify one as being middle class, but when you think about middle class and what that means, you also have to consider um, how do one how how do one sustain themselves? How do one sustain their position of being middle class or being rich for that matter? Because nothing is nothing is static, right? And nothing is stagnant. Things constantly change, things constantly move. So even when you think about issues of um, life insurance and um, or any other way means by which one might try to protect one's asset, what is that all about? What uh what is what 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 are individuals trying to do? In my estimation, they're trying to sustain themselves. What, what, what's your thoughts about that in terms of sustaining yourself once you've reached that point? I mean, well, go back to the whole idea of luxury, the idea of putting your money away, you know, stocks and bonds, being able to put money in to actually keep their level of comfortability at a certain level. Um, you're dealing with more people who have luxuries of actually saying I can t- I can have money. Like I know when I was um, working, I forgot what place I was working. I think every job has it where you could take a little bit of your money and separate it as far not jobs but necessarily your bank. And you take a little bit like before when your check goes into direct deposit, you could take two hundred dollars out even before you even see it, put it into a, a, a bank account, whatever. And you just never see it, and you could save that. Well, most people, if you're living from paycheck to paycheck, every bit of your money is actually being accounted for. So you're thinking $200 are missing from my account, my my check, because I actually need that $200. Well, you have the luxury of actually being able to take that money and not even notice it's even gone. You tend to be able to save more money. You tend to be able to um, do more if you want, i.e. the vacations and things of that nature. But you're dealing with sustainability that is a way that they're able uh, they're able, and they should and all of us should do to sustain our lifestyle or even just sustain as far as the years go on because, like I say, even in the middle classes during the economy bus, you're dealing with the middle class had a nice, a big hit financially because these quote-unquote middle class jobs, you know, middle management, management type of positions that establish a lot of people in, in, a, um, in the economy as middle class, they, got a, they had a blow. 
and what allowed a lot of them to stay in that position was the idea of saving their money in the things that they invested in prior to. Interesting point. Seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three. Seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three. Folks, we're talking about who are the middle class, what concerns them, and how do they think. The question that's on the floor at this particular point is: Are there some identifiable values that are associated with the middle class? Call. I see you calling us from a three one four area code. I believe that is Andrew. Is that you, sir? Yes, it is. Can you hear me? I can, I can. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm here. I'm living. <laughs> well, uh, well, the hard part is over with. Then you're here. <laughs> That's right. I enjoy. Well, I woke up. I'm great. There you go. There you go. Well, the question that's being raised right now, Brother Andrew, is: Are there some identifiable values that are associated with the middle class? Well, I, the the approach that I, I'm hearing today relative to class. Is a broad approach. I, I think if you wanted to try to break that down into segments, I think there are probably two distinguishable segments of the middle class here in America. And, I, I, again, I think some of these discussions probably need a little bit of history that goes and follows with them as well to, so people would understand what middle class is. Because, again, even though you're reading the value systems and, and, and talking about the, the economics, and, again, that goes back to those two segments, those broad segments, because most people would identify uh, the middle class as earning a certain amount of money, which your article indicated. But sure. one thing that doesn't get touched on quite a bit, and you've done so with the article, it talks about value systems that are associated with the middle class. So, therefore, you can be in the middle class if you have a certain value system and you don't, eat, um, you don't meet the, the financial criteria of the middle class, and that is, that's more associated with classism to a large degree, more so than it is on how we look at what we identify and define uh, class as being here in the United States. If you go back to Europe, Europe is where you would get some broader understandings of where class was, the middle classism and those types of segmentations were introduced in the United States. You have something that's more associated with your work, and associated with value systems, but again, you have to understand where how it developed out of Europe, and then how we adopted it here, and how through our great progress economically and financially here in this country, as we develop and grew, that we developed what we would classify as a middle class group, which you would have more so in in Europe. You would have a working class group, and you had the classism that existed. And with the gentry class and the working class and, and all of those various classes there where people were identifying where their birth rights were and things of that nature, but the United States was more associated with your financial well-being and your status, things of that nature. But you're also looking at it from a value system that eventually grew out of it that helps one sustain its place within the middle class. So, again, there are value systems associated with it. I think most people will not recognize a lot of those value systems that exist. But, again, value systems, with if you do have the economics, also sustains a community. And a real quick example I will give you, if you can look at African Americans, right now we're probably the richest that we've ever been in, this, in our sojourn here in America. We're the richest, smartest, educated group uh, as far as African Americans on the planet or Africans, the people of African descent on the planet. But when you look at certain areas, here I'm from the St. Louis area, we have places in the St. Louis area where people move, and I'll go to the northern part of the St. Louis area uh, uh, where you had a, a significant number of people who were in the economic middle class who moved into particular areas, but businesses left. And a lot of people would say, well, they left because it was racism. And I would humbly submit to them that they did, if you follow the numbers, businesses didn't leave because they uh, well, there was racism involved, they left because those people who were economically in a particular level of, uh, in middle class, they did not have the value systems to see about the nursery, that's your lawn and gardens things that you need to do for specific co uh, companies. They didn't buy all of those goods and services that we take for granted exist everywhere else, and therefore if you don't value those types of things, even though you have the money and you spend your money elsewhere, you will also see the, your, your particular area that you live in to, to, to degenerate to some large degree. 
And all those things come in because the people have the money. They just didn't have the value system that goes with that, but that comes through time. So I'm not trying to really not African-American, uh, people of African-American descent, because I know some people can think that at some time and some places by some of the things I interject. But what I'm suggesting is that some things take time, and you have to be able to pass on those types of information that develops that level of human capital that sustains what you do as a people if you want to identify them in such where they can be a sustainable middle class. And I think that's the most important part of that value system. Have you developed the human capital and all the goods, all of the uh, the attributes that come with that, so that you can be in the middle class, a true a true representation of what the middle class is? I, I think you raise um, you raise some interesting points, Andrew. But what I, so what I hear you saying is that income is not the only barometer that distinguishes the middle class from the poor. By no long shot. The income only gives you one criteria to reach. And I, and I, I hear you on that. Now, beyond that, beyond that, and that's one criteria, but how do you how do you identify other areas? Like the list that I mentioned, I mentioned that they value education. Um, um, they also, they take vacation, things of that nature. Beyond those things that we can point to that people in the middle class do, but in order for them to do those things, there has to be uh, a job that sustains them or facilitate that type of activity. Wouldn't you agree? I, I would agree with that. But, again, we're talking about, we're not talking about which came first, the chicken or the egg. We're talking about what is sustainable after you acquire it. And what we're looking at are what levels of purchases do you make? Do you do the proper home repairs, things of that nature? I can go back and historically and look at the Irish when they first came here uh, following the uh, potato famine in Ireland. The people who were here that were Irish were ashamed of the Irish who came during the famine because the people who came here, they brought all of their value systems that ran counter to what the Irish had established here of being productive citizens and having great human capital. They were ashamed that the Irish didn't. They would throw their feces and, and urine out the window instead of putting in the, in the navigable uh, uh, canal, things of that nature. They would leave things outside of the porch, things of that nature. They were uh, what we were passing by today as being nasty. They fought hard against those types of ideas and ideals that came over with those people to change their mindset. It took years to do so, but they had to change them, even though you had separate groups that were uh, under the same umbrella. They were Irish, except for one had been here longer, had assimilated and adapted the mores and the ethics of this system and the value systems of this system, and those who came later who did not have that, and they clashed. Eventually, they succumbed because they want to partake in the American way of life, but it takes time, it takes uh, instruction, and it takes a group of people to apply pressure to others to set the standard so that they can have something to follow. Mm. Interesting point. Stephanie, I want to bring you back in here on the discussion. Uh, do you see income as being the only barometer? I hear what Andrew is saying, that income is not the only barometer that should be used to distinguish the middle class from the poor. What say you? What's your, what's your thoughts about that? I mean, it's always a mindset that actually can put people, yeah, we can all share the same characteristics and something, but if your mindset is not necessarily where it is, you, you're not going to really accomplish anything because you're going to either find yourself in a situation where you're going to be part amongst the poor or you will never have your that's what, um, have your wealth or you will not just, you just won't change. I mean, that's probably the same reason why you have individuals that get like I use a, a hip-hop artist for, a rap artist for um, instance. You have a young man who lives and probably been a certain way. He get a signed contract. Uh, he get a two, um, he get like a, I say $250,000 signing bonus or signing, um, signing um, tech just when he signed and something. But because of the mentality in his mind, he's thinking, I'm rich. I have money. He's never had that. He's not assuming that everything comes with a price and that he has to use that money wisely because guess what? That money is not something that he's going to keep. It's not really his. It's him to take care of what he needs to take care of in order to help build his career. But he came in with a system that was already embedded in him that was not good for him to actually be able to move above where he's from. So if, you're set, if your mindset is not where it is, 
then you can't possibly sit there and say, I bought That's the whole point of the whole personnel I said when people bought houses. A lot of people did not need to buy a house because they were not, their mindset was not, I'm going to have a house and I'm going to take care of it and I'm going to be proud of it. I'm going to make sure it stays where it is. You look at their house and the house is coming apart. They don't understand the whole idea of being more in the lawn. They have no idea. Driving your car on the lawn is not appropriate. Just certain things of the mentality of what it is. And so they end up, and then two, financially, if you want to bring in the financial version, the financially they really could not afford it. They really couldn't. So, and that's very key. So now you have a situation where they bought a house and they have just enough to pay the mortgage, but what they failed to realize is the house have maintenance. So now the furnace broke down. They have no heat now because they can't afford it. The windows need to be repaired, but they have no money to repair the windows. They, the house need to be painted, but they have no money to repair that because in their mind they never thought that those things would possibly happen because legally, I mean not legally, but they're still in a position of thinking I am – a certain type of person, I have no idea for those things. Someone made a comment to me, and I thought it was very mean when they said it, but they said you could tell when someone is, um never had a house before. And I'm like, what? And she said, because they don't take care of the things that they have. And I never, I thought it was a mean thing, but as I got older and started getting into things and started seeing, I said, wow, it's amazing to say that, but it's, it's true. It's very true. So it just it's a it is a mindset because like I say we got people who who have the assets but they do not have the mindset to keep that asset going. I call seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three. Folks were raising the question of who are the middle class, what concerns them, and how do they think? Caller, I see you calling us from a three one two area code. Caller, are you there? For sure. How y'all doing? Hello. Doing well, doing well. Sound like Brother Tim. How you doing, sir? You know it. You know it, man. I can't complain, man. I'm loving the show. Well, I love it, Brother Drew. Sister Stealth, man, you yourself, man. I want to. All right, all right. I want to get in quite um, um, spit a little ism to y'all on this, man. Um, the education, the education that you all are spitting right now is most definitely needed. And I wish it was it was present when I was coming up cause, because me coming up from the south side of Chicago being a shorty, I didn't know it was classes. I, you know, being in the hood, I didn't know we was broke. You know what I'm saying? I just thought that, hey, it is what it is. You know, we got a car, no air conditioning. We got the house, but we got some roaches. You know what I'm saying? We got canned goods, but it's all, it's all pork and beans and spam. You know, so I just thought that that was just the environment, you know. But um, as time passed, you know, still not taking a class and not having that education, I watched the movie Titanic. You know, I watched the movie Titanic. The boat was the boat was broken down in levels, you know what I'm saying, into classes. So you had your poor evidently at the bottom, and then you had your, your middle class in the middle of the boat, and then you had these rich people who up here kicking it at the top of the boat, right? So I'm sitting up there, I'm watching, I'm watching the, the lower class, which, you know, they say, is, you know, the hood people at the bottom of the boat trying to get up to the top. So I guess the statement coming from the ground up, you know what I'm saying, is most definitely needed, you know, and I'm just like, wow, dude, you know, what's going on? So I'm watching this movie, and I'm kind of self-teaching myself because, again, I didn't have that education that y'all spitting right now. Then, you know, I got older, you know, you graduate from college and stuff like that, man, and, you know, they still don't talk about this in college and school. You know, you pay all this money, and they still ain't broke it down like how you breaking it down, how y'all breaking it down. So, you know, a lot of us got this money, and we ran to the suburbs. And like the book you have referred to, man, Smoke, go check out that uh, Death of the Suburbs. So I'm sitting up there like, man, everybody running to the suburbs and the city making these laws. Hey, if you're going to live in the, if you're going to work for us in the city, you got you got to keep that money here. You know what I'm saying? So I still wasn't familiar about it. But then later on this time passed again, I'm like, wow, okay, cool. Well, you get the house, you get the car, you get the white picket fence, the signature of your career, you got the, the foreign car, you get your, you know, a mixed babe or whatever it is that you like, you know, as your spouse. And, and you feel that, man, hey, I'm middle class, and I start learning about this class because now the money that I'm making and the items that I'm purchasing the dudes who I came up with in the hood, it don't fit them now. So now it's either I'm an Uncle Tom or, or, uh, or as Paul Mooney say, uh, a graham cracker. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. <laughs> so I'm moving gotcha. around, and now I'm, I'm in a different class. So 
But when I when I thought I was middle class, I got those things taken away from me because I was given I was given the powers that be or another entity the power over me. And I was like, wait a minute, I can't claim that I'm middle class unless I I I, I do the puppet moves from people, you know, uh, telling me what to do. So then when I lost the house and I lost the cars and all that stuff, I'm like, wait a minute, what, hell, what class am I in now? I feel like a dropout. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so when it when it came out, uh, when when the housing market came around and where they was giving the houses, um, you know, at these prices that that we're getting them now for what I feel that should have been the prices of them anyway, but of course greed got in the way. Now when now the debt got cut. So when I started realizing that I didn't have to fork out all this money and I can afford to do what I want to do by being a true owner, a, a, a free slave now. I got my own papers. I did the Django. You know what I'm saying? I went through all that. I, I released myself from all of those different entities that I once started and not having that education or having, you know, uh, of what class and all this old riffraff, man. And now I can live like I want to live. So I basically, now the class that I'm in is no class. It's just a free class, debt-free class. You know what I'm saying? When you're able to eat, breathe. Your garden of eating is what you make it. It's your mentals. So, man, I love what y'all talking about, man. It's uh, it's most definitely about that education. When you get your mind right, that's what class you're in. That's just to me. It's only an opinion, not a fact. But I just want to I, share that with y'all. Well, we, right. we certainly appreciate you sharing it, Brother Andrew. Hey, I want to hey, bring God, you back God. in here. I definitely want to bring you. I'm, I'm coming to you right oh, now, Brother Andrew. I'm coming okay. to you right now because I heard Brother Jimmy mention about education, and I shared earlier in terms of a strong emphasis being placed on education by the middle class. So I want you. I know you want to follow up with what what Jimmy said, but uh, what's your notion about the strong emphasis on education, uh, Brother Andrew, being placed a uh, strong emphasis uh, on education by the middle class family? Is education the magical bullet that allows entry into the middle class? And I'll let you respond to what you heard. Well, absolutely. It, 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 it's, it's the bedrock. It, it, that, that develops your human capital, something that I've expressed on this program before. When you develop your human capital, you have value. And value is the most important thing that you can have in any system that you belong to because at that particular point you become essential to the good to developing the productivity of that country which produces the wealth. So someone will be willing to remunerate you for what you bring to the table when you increased your educational, your uh, uh your, your your skill sets and all the other tangibles that make you a value to this system. Now what I will will say relative and that it's more than just lip service. And I think it kind of dovetails to what Stephanie's saying to a degree and what Brother Jimmy's saying to a degree. You can't pay lip service to education. Anyone can talk it, but you have to actually live it. You have a lot of people who on the surface who, again, may have the finances to be able to afford whatever they want, and they'll pay lip service to education, and their children don't produce and they don't achieve what the parents have laid out for them, or even in that case if it's lip service, where the parents just talk about it and they don't set the guide and example for the child, then you lose that generation because they really didn't have those value systems to start with. Now, I'll, I'll give you two examples. They talk about because we kind of mix them, classism and middle class. Okay. If you go back and look at the Beverly Hillbillies, the Beverly Hillbillies was the broader <laughs> culture showing what people who get money and don't have the exposure and the sophistication and the education, it shows you what you get when you get the, the classics. You can give them money, but they are who they are. I've often mentioned before to other people before, uh, you can take the Queen of England and drop her in the middle of uh, Indonesia. She's still going to be the Queen of England no matter who she's around based on the level of sophistication and class and what she, what's embedded in her internally and, and psychologically and intellectually. That is who she is. It's incumbent of who she is, and you can't change it, and she could be that broke as a joke. She's still going to have that level of sophistication, and what she will end up doing with the indigenous people that are there, she's going to eventually overtake them because she is going to bring the education, that human capital that they have not engendered and brought into, and they, she's going to eventually surpass them. So that's what comes with middle class, and you're talking about the education component part of it, and you hear the NAACP, the mind is a, double, uh, is a terrible thing to waste. 
you, if you develop your real human capital, your mind, no one can take that from you. Now, you have systems like communism and things of that nature that, and, and totalitarian systems that may limit what you can do, but they can never take away what you have. And if there is a value for it and you can capitalize on it, you'll be okay. But, again, we can't pay lip service to education. You actually have to really mean it. I'll leave it at that. No, absolutely. I think you raised a very interesting point in terms of the value of education. Sometimes you can actually put that in, in front of the income because it's through the education that actually um, allow you to derive at the income level that you um, that you seek, so to speak. Stephanie, I want to bring you back in here on the discussion. I um, I, I hear Drew, the point that he's making relative to education. What, what's your thoughts about the, a strong emphasis on education uh, by middle-class family? Do you see education as being the magic bullet that that allows one to enter the middle class and also to sustain that position. I mean, most definitely, and I'm not necessarily meaning education, even on the academic level. Um, education allows people to open up and see different things, pretty much point blank. Um, when a person allows themselves to go beyond what is just required, they tend to be open to actually experiencing all parts of life that life has to offer. So when you actually have the opportunity of being in Indonesia with the Queen of England, and yes, the Queen of England will consider, will even in Indonesia in the middle of whatever that, whether it's a definite place or um, a very populous place, she would continue to be that. If you look at that, nine times ten, because you are educated enough to actually see and actually understand where she's coming from, you actually can develop a certain type of mindset because you see that. And that type of attitude is mainly is that she demands respect. She demands certain things to be a certain way. She demands for people to respect her for who she is and at a higher level. So you as being an educated individual, allowing yourself to be open and allowing yourself to see these different things except for those things that you only see in your neighborhood, those things you only allow yourself to see and be in your box, you start to, if you're smart enough, you start to see and realize you need to demand that type of respect too or you need to deserve those same things or you deserve, you demand certain things to go on in your life. And you start to look at life a lot differently. So, yes, education is very important. Great point. Folks, we have roughly about four minutes left in the discussion here. We've been talking about who are the middle class, what concerns them, and how do they think. Drew, I'm going to let you have the final say on today's show. Last week we talked about the concerns of the rich, but when you think about a few of the points raised today about the middle class in regards, um, a few in a few regards, we have similar concerns. Do you see it as an accomplishment to be considered middle class? And if it is an accomplishment, what does it take to sustain this position? Well, certainly it's, a, it's an accomplishment. It's an absolute accomplishment. And that's something that we, we, if you want to talk about people, people cannot afford to be ashamed of their success. If you look at what happens in just general communities, you hear people lambast or talk negatively against young people who try to aspire and strive to do well academically, things of that nature, and they want to call them uh, uh, white, speaking white, things of that nature. We're talking about speaking intelligent, not speaking white. We're talking about people trying to improve their lot in life so that they can move forward and pull people along with them if they can. There is no safe bastion or safe haven for people to say that we are only the ones that are intelligent. Human beings are intelligent. You just have to buy into the philosophy that says that exercising your brain, your great matter, can produce for me and can produce for my family. It is a good thing. Education is the key. And I'll say this. Historically, if you go and look at history, you'll see that people, when they move forward, it's not because of governmental handouts. It's not because of politics. It's because they improve their human capital, and one of the criteria for improving your human capital is improving your mindset, improving education, and really buying into it and being dedicated and disciplined to accept it. Well, I appreciate you saying it. I appreciate you sharing. Folks, we've had a very, very, very interesting discussion today. We've raised the question of... Who are the middle class? What concerns them, and how do they think? A few of the things that we shared today, hopefully it kind of piqued your interest and you have a better 
deal and understanding of the middle class. Certainly, um, the list was not exhaustive, but um, hopefully um, we can continue to engage online. Folks, and remember, each and every Sunday, you can join us 5.30 Central Standard Time as we engage in thought-provoking conversations. You can dial 718-508-9533 to have your thoughts, views, and opinions heard. Remember, this hour is being brought to you by John Green, American Family Insurance. And for all of your insurance needs, questions, and concerns, Call my office directly, 773-881-9555. 30 million Americans are living without the freedom, comfort, and security that life insurance provides. Folks, we talk about the middle class, what they value, who they are, what concerns them, and how do they think. They certainly think about protecting their assets. They certainly think about protecting their family. We'll see you back next week, 530. Continue to be good to yourself and good to your family.